With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning into Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Ryan Bailey. He was a guest back on episode 57 and is back today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me back. I think everybody's going back to episode 57 right now to find out who I am. But uh, no, this is, uh, I look forward to always being on your podcast. Uh, so I'm, I'm very psyched to be here. Hey, well, thank you. I think we were talking a little bit before we just got on about the breakdown that Aaron Carter is currently going through. You posted a meme of him featuring his newest tattoo, which is on his face. <laughs> Mike Tyson. And you know what you know what the face tattoo is of, right? It's like a a woman Medusa. Like I oh no, it's it's Rihanna. It's Wait. a Rihanna Medusa. It's based on a magazine cover she did for I think it was like GQ or some magazine where she had. So it's a literal. It's a literal. He brought the cover of Rihanna with like a crown of like snakes, like Medusa, and got that to his tattoo artist. So it's Rihanna on his face. That is so deep. Like, I am shocked. Okay. Yeah, this is this is definitely a pretty jarring tattoo. He already had the neck tattoos, so he was slowly creeping up to face. But this is definitely his, mm, well, I mean, <laughs> his, his ballsiest but, move. Well, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, I love that you say deep. And I feel like we shouldn't even give that kind of credit because, like, he's obviously going – like, he – I mean, you guys have been following that he's going through, like, a mental break of some sort over the mm-hmm. last month. And it's, I mean, it's like, and he keeps going on Instagram live or he keeps going live with this stuff. And all of a sudden you like everything, you think things are calmed down. And then all of a sudden, like, it'll pop up and he's like getting a face tattoo. Like that's, I mean, that's what a sign of like, things aren't going exactly the way as planned. If, like if you consider getting a, no offense to all the face tattoo listeners out there, but like, <laughs> I feel like that's like a huge sign that like, you know, take a step back, like get a, get into therapy <laughs> You know, like really, like face, you shouldn't be able to get a face tattoo until you're deep in your 40s. Yeah, I feel like you need to like sign paperwork at a tattoo parlor saying like, I know (laughs) that there's something so wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. This is your face, right? Repeat it back to me. Your (laughs) face, right? This does not come off. Your face. Um, He's been like deep in it for the last few months. He was also posting on Instagram and Twitter this week saying like Michael Jackson died and I am now the king of pop, like his death. Corey Feldman said the same thing, by the way. <laughs> Corey Feldman literally, like, you're lumping yourself in with Corey Feldman. Like, that's the other person that said that. But see, I feel like he has a similar trajectory to Corey Feldman, you know, kind of yes. like a star who, one, like, as it, it keeps coming out, like, Aaron Carter was like sexually and physically and emotionally assaulted by his older sister and then have also been uh, blaming well, that's Nick what he Carter. Says. That's what he also. says. That's what yeah. he says. Yeah. 
and his sister committed suicide and now he like has a restraining order against Nick. So the family, <laughs> this family is definitely um, next level in trouble. Well, they used to have that reality show. We said like House of Partners. <laughs> this is when they need to have the reality show. Like, could you imagine cameras on them right now? Because by the way, Nick, uh, Nick Carter, you know, he got his act supposedly cleaned up and like Backstreet Boys are bigger than ever and they're selling out arenas and I'm sure he is really not loving this attention. Well, I think it's kind of getting to a point where it's like crying wolf. Like Aaron's been doing this for like so long and like he's probably getting so frustrated at the fact that like nobody cares. Like they'll still say, pay to see like Nick and Backstreet Boys, <laughs> like regardless of all the things Aaron is saying and he's done to him over the years. So Aaron's probably like, oh wow, like literally nobody cares about me. And I keep like spilling like even worse and worse and worse information about my fucked up childhood <laughs> and like no one cares. And he's like, no, no, nobody cares at no all. One like, cares. I care. Once but... you get a face tattoo, and once you get a face tattoo, it like kind of like, you stop listening to other things, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. you just focus on the face tattoo. And wait, do you think other people that have face tattoos sees his face tattoo and they're like, nice tattooed? Like, do you think it's like instant <laughs> admiration or do you think like they're like, oh, bad move? I feel like even if you have a face tattoo, you look at another person's and you're like, bad move. Like you forget that you have one. And you just immediately are like, oh, God, you shouldn't do that. And then you, like, look in the bathroom, like, mirror, like, 25 minutes later, and you're like, fuck. Like, I too well, should have done that. I mean, but... supposedly he's on methamphetamines or, oh, you know, yeah. like, I mean, so I think that all plays a part. But, like, other face tattoo people that he's now in the ballpark with is Mike Tyson, the uh, the Jared Leto Joker from uh, <laughs> this past iteration of Joker before Walking Phoenix, and uh, Post Malone and Takashi 69 yeah, well, lucky him. Like, what a great group. What a great crew. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. All people that are stable and have their shit. Like, there's no, like, it's like Bill Gates has never gotten a face tattoo. Like, nobody that's, like, completely normal gets a face. Like, if Tom Hanks got a face tattoo, I'd be like, I'll get a face tattoo. Like, I trust Tom Hanks. Oh, my God. That is so true. Damn it. I wish this podcast was more about face tattoos and less about Bravo right now. But wouldn't wouldn't that be amazing if on the Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, season premiere, Nene got a face tattoo and it was like in the opener? Well, that is a perfect segue. So the Real Housewives of Atlanta and New Jersey both came out with trailers this week. Thank God. I feel like the Bravo gods were listening to us. So we'll start just kind of going through the Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is coming back November 3rd. So it's almost a month away. And now, what are your feelings when new trailers come out? Do you get like super – are you anticipating a trailer dropping or do you just like – one day you wake up and it's there. Or are you counting the days down to trailer drops? Usually I just, I'm like, I, I just want to be surprised. Like I want to wake up, check Twitter and like something has dropped or even like a <laughs> midday drop is really great. Like, you know, at like four o'clock I'm like sitting at my desk kind of sluggish and then I see a trailer drop and then like the entire trajectory of the evening is, is different for me. So the fact that we got <laughs> this week is really huge so we start with the real housewives of atlanta they're going into season 12 which is amazing Dang. they start the season like the trailer and it's like this season on the real housewives of atlanta like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't even like atlanta couldn't even be finished atlanta like melted towards the it end sound, it sounded like um uh, uh she by sheree when she goes who oh, gonna take me boo <laughs> like when her voice used to go would you like that's what it sounded like because I was like, is she by Sheree doing the voiceover? 
<laughs> Can you imagine? They're like, Sheree, we don't need you for the show, but we love <laughs> you. Just do, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> interstitial. This season on Real Housewives of Atlanta, boo. <laughs> So we see them like all fighting in a hotel room. That's like the first set the stage. And then it's in classic Housewives uh, editing fashion. They're like, but before all that happened, and it's like (laughs) (laughs) the big montage of everybody. Kenya is back, which I'm psyched about. I think the season was very electric. Like the preview really like got me going. I'm like, okay, Kenya's back. Finally, we're going to have some real drag outs <laughs> well the thing with with real housewives of atlanta that you just have to give them credit for like it's it's like all the other housewives shows on steroids and mm. it's like beverly hills is like considered dead compared to atlanta like beverly hills nothing like i mean you you cannot even compare the two because this trailer has more um more stuff in it than this past season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills entirely. Like, they laugh at a fucking dog uh, storyline in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though I do remember, like, a couple seasons ago, there was, like, a huge fight about, like, a doormat. Like, Portia had, like, <laughs> all format that they were fighting about like that but that but they can make that interesting they can even make that i mean saying they're entertaining in all of their fights like i bet that 30 second fight we saw in this trailer literally is one of 30 fights and it's probably not even in the top five of fights we see this season so true. So we see Portia and Kenya both had baby girls. Eva is pregnant again and actually just gave birth to her little baby. We see Cynthia getting proposed to. And then what I found really interesting is the Nini-Cynthia fight, which I think is probably yeah. going to ahead. So it kind of seems like Cynthia was caught on camera or caught on camera or caught on video someone caught her doing saying some shit about Nini. well i i got confused at first i had to watch it twice because i thought they were saying it was a at first i was such an idiot that i thought it was like she's i thought it was like a sex video like, and, <laughs> and then i had to go back and i was like because i was like wait nothing something's not adding up for me because i think they used a weird word like dog fight or something <laughs> you were like i'm sorry what was I, i'm I'm still trained on like weird reality show things and I'm like, oh shit, sex videos dropping. <laughs> I mean, especially with this show, like I feel like sex is like they're always there's always like underlying sexual tension in everything. <laughs> I love that Nini does like Cynthia to me is such sometimes a non-entity, or at least she's kind of stepped more into her power as the seasons have continued. But like I love that Nini does not let it go and really wants to make people, according even in this preview, like that Cynthia's got like you know, she's like an evil mastermind. And I just don't, like, Cynthia just doesn't have that in her, in my opinion. No, I agree with you. I've always found Cynthia to be kind of boring on screen, but yes, I guess completely. she's one of those people who, it's like, you need a foil. Like, you see, like, Cynthia versus Nini, where you're like, Cynthia doesn't seem like she could be shady, but then you see Nini in this trailer being like, you guys don't know the real Cynthia. It's like, maybe we don't. Well, that's because Nini is the mastermind. So masterminds are always the one that plants the seeds in other people's heads. So like if she can get like people away from her and like act like Cynthia is the mastermind and Cynthia is usually not like well-spoken enough to really even argue that she isn't, you know? Damn, I think Nini convinced me. <laughs> like, as I was talking about her, I'm like, Nini just won. Everything that she just tried to do, she got over me. Damn. The only thing we're missing, for, I wish that we saw in this preview was uh, who's um, – uh, why am I forgetting Cynthia's ex, the bald guy? Um, oh, Peter. Peter. Ugh. I would have loved to see more of Peter's failures this season because I just read that is like – or, you, you know, like how his other business he owes so much money on. 
Oh yeah, I think like one, another one of his bars that are closing because it's like a whopping two hundred eighty thousand dollars in unpaid taxes. It's like, don't people realize taxes will come back to bite you in the ass? Like they have to be paid. Yes, unfortunately, it's like Jacks with his taxes. Like all <laughs> yeah. these guys think they're smarter than the government, and then like it always, it's always the same story. Like six years later, they totally fall apart. <laughs> like kind of like the situation. Exactly. Exactly. Which, by the way. Hats off to the situation. He's the only guy that actually makes me believe that people can change. Like I've, if I, I bought his redemption arc so heavy and I, I watch Jersey Shore still every week. And I really, I gotta say like, I'm such a jaded jerk. And like, he is, he really impresses me now, which is crazy for a grown man to say. No, I think like his growth has been really great. And I really like his wife. I heard them on a podcast together like like three years ago. I was actually like walking down the beach listening to a podcast. It was like a beautiful sunset and I'm listening to like Mike, the situation and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like what you're like staring life? at the sun. You're staring yeah. at the sunset and you're just like, you're just like, yeah, yeah. Life's going to be okay. <laughs> Oh my God, I need to reprioritize my life. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the trailer, we see Portia dealing with her relationship with her man, Dennis. Supposedly he did unforgivable things in their relationship. You know, rumor had it that he was- All men do, all men do unforgivable things in their relationships. That's just across the board. Yeah, accurate. And then we also see Candy dealing with Todd basically being like, okay, I've started six businesses with you and you've done nothing for any of them, which I kind of agree for that to happen. Did you see Todd's face on that too? He's just like, (laughs) say, say what? Like he was really like taken aback. It seemed. I mean, he probably was like, shit, why are you bringing that up on TV? Like everyone knows I don't do anything, but like, but also isn't Candy's like really successful business sex toys. Oh yeah, but it's kind of like the it's like a you know how like women have Tupperware parties where like had yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like do people still do that even though I would love dude to- I I gotta I do know for a fact I I do know for a fact those still well at least seven years ago they still existed because <laughs> I knew a group of girls that had a sex toy party and all the girls bought their guys this I this is a family podcast I'm sure so anyways it still exists. <laughs> Wow, yeah, you're going to have to tell me what they bought at the end of the show (laughs) when we're done recording. Whatever it was, it hurts very badly. It does not work. TBD on that one. (laughs) Candy actually just came out in the news saying that her and husband Todd are expecting another kid via surrogate. Last season, we kind of saw their weird discussion about surrogacy and how Todd was like, I'm going to have another baby mama. And she's like, that's (laughs) not at all what that's not how that works at all um but okay but evidently he i guess is into it (laughs) and they're adding another little kid to their life which is kind of cute because their one little son ace is real cute and i really like candy's daughter riley i've always thought she was like i love riley like i love to see in riley's growth too over the years i don't know i loved how candid they were about what she was going through with that kind of ad i thought candy was such a good mom and like wanted them to be together, but also was like, I'm not going to push it. And I don't know. I always just thought that was like handled really well, especially on television. And with like, it is weird for a show to, to be 12 seasons in. So you really have like watched this girl grow up and watch a fam, you know, like we really have seen so many ups and downs and it is nice when you do see like a mother daughter that you're like, Oh, they have like a really like candy's a good mom. I totally agree. And then other moms on the network, Eva had her third kid. I feel like Eva's been pregnant every single moment 
her, of her entire duration on the show. I'm like, I'm excited for this to be over with. <laughs> I'm sure she is too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she gave birth to baby Maverick, which what a name. What this a name. Friday, September 27th. Yeah. I don't know. Eva's kind of a whatever to me. I was like, yeah, I mean, you see, you know, you see one baby be born, you've seen them all, you know, like, I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to recycle <laughs> any kind of pregnancy plot lines with one character. Yeah, you have a one baby quota on your time on The Real Housewives. And if you bring it into two or three, it's like, all right, what are you doing? You should just, like, be a mom somewhere. Like, well, so, I mean, I hate to say it, like, it, Housewives are, like, the only show where pregnancies, like, pregnancies in real life are very exciting. Pregnancies on Housewives shows are like, eh. I mean, it's something, I guess. Yeah, and you, like, see the girl, like, going shopping for a stroller. And it's like, okay, like, there's only so yeah, like, I don't... That can really get... see, like, uh, what are the, the the baby showers and stuff like that? Unless, oh, yeah. Unless you're going to get into a fight at the baby showers, I don't care. <laughs> or you see, like, the kind of sad scenes where it's, like, the husband won't go to the Lamaze class, and then she's, like, with the girlfriend, and they're doing, like, the breathing exercises. I'm like, oh, God. But how many times have we even seen that, though, is the trope of not know, like the, the trope of the guy doesn't want to go to the Lamaze classes. Like, I feel like I've seen that for like 30 plus years of my life of seeing that same scenario in movies and now housewife shows. It's I, I, I get it. <laughs> It'll never get old, evidently. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Well, moving on to the other trailer that came out this week, the Real Housewives of New Jersey season 10 trailer came out. That's going to be the best week of my life in November. Atlanta and Jersey coming back. Like, thank you. And by the way, Jersey, like Jersey, I feel like has like been completely rehabilitated. It like in the last three years, they've managed to like, you know, something that I thought was crumbling apart. And I feel this, I think this season will be the season for Jersey. I agree. I think this is going to be, at this point, Margaret is like kind of an OG with Teresa and Melissa. And then I think Jennifer is really going to step in as the, I don't know, I don't want to say the, the <laughs> villain of the season, but I definitely think she's going to be coming in hot with her opinions and well, fighting and running her mouth, which I'm pretty excited course. to see. For, for a first season person, she was so great last season. Really? And she, you know, but... But above all, though, I feel like this trailer really hits it over the head of the Teresa as the godfather and her fully oh, yeah. stepping into her um, kind of like her her evil, you know, like kind of like fully going kind of buck wild a little bit. And I feel like that's I feel like she's not even hiding it anymore. I feel like at this point, she's so unhinged between you know, just life post prison life without her mom. And now the reality that we see on the show that the family is just accepting the fact that Joe is going to be deported. And then obviously Joe is so like highly emotional and sensitive during this time. He's taking it out on her and was so cruel to her on that phone call saying like, I didn't even want to get married to you. But but he he never yells. He always goes, I didn't even I didn't even never want to get married. You know that. Like, it's always yeah. the same. He says the cruelest things at the most even tone. Yeah, it's kind of like any song by the Smiths. It's like the <laughs> lyrics are so depressing, but the melody is so beautiful yes. that you're, like, not thinking of it, like, as that. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, like, with Teresa, and we've seen this for, like, you know, however long, what, for 10 years, you know, with prostitution horror. It's like we see this with Teresa is that, like, 
she has supposedly like a half a thought in her head. And then for some reason, the brain doesn't connect with the mouth. And like, so you see her wanting to say stuff. And then instead she just says like this, she'll say a random, like you, you, Oh, you think I'm crazy? And then she'll literally <laughs> do something crazy. Like she like literally throws a glass to the left because her her brain doesn't communicate with her mouth and her body the right way, I think. And it just like, so it becomes this mess where it's never clear, but it's definitely batshit. And like, she should be mad and she, but like, it just, it's never clear exactly what's happening in her head. Yeah, I think she definitely, like, there's just, like, a match that's, like, struck in her head. And she it just, like, goes crazy. And I saw... She's red, yeah. Yeah, I saw her at this uh, panel a couple weeks ago in Jersey, <laughs> in Atlantic City. It was her, Margaret Josephs, and Sonia. And I did, like, a recap on it a couple episodes ago, so check it out. But, <laughs> it, <laughs> but one of the things she said was that she's never gotten angrier than this season. And I'm like you threw a table like it's well that's what I was saying. on the second time I was watching it I was realizing that I would not have been shocked or like what I'm expecting for maybe season 11 is literal gunfire like, it would, like I would like the one thing that is missing is that you always like there could be like an AR-15 in one of these like I feel like she like that's the one thing missing is that like just gunfire of like housewives firing at each other I mean, it's a matter of time. I feel like they were also implying, they were like, Teresa, this isn't the mafia. And I'm like, it kind of is. Joe was doing like money laundering, construction fraud, insurance fraud. Like, what do you think the mafia is? Like, it's well, and Remember when Danielle like, had that whole storyline, like was like six or seven seasons ago when like she like literally had those guys like, well, I'm going to bring my friend and my friend does not like to see when I get hurt and he's going to be right next to me. Like he literally showed up to that one fashion show and like he was... He was like her, like, goon. Yeah, exactly. Like, these people are kind of in the mob, like, in their own way. Like, you know, maybe not as, like, cool as Tony Soprano, but, you know, it's all the same kind of shit. But Teresa also gets confronted about, yes. you know, her dating that young guy. And obviously, that doesn't really go over well. <laughs> you, think, you think I'm cheating. You think I'm cheating. And the thing like, is, she knows she's cheating. Like, she knows. Yeah. Like, but it, that's what I'm saying. Her brain isn't connecting with her mouth, so she doesn't know how to, like, lie quickly. So she just keeps repeating, you think I'm cheating. You think I'm cheating. And she, like, doesn't know how to say no or yes. And uh, But we've read about that for so long, so I'm glad they're actually bringing it up in the show. Same with me. I, I'm glad that they're being like very open and candid about that. But I think that's what viewers have always loved about Teresa is that she was really willing to lay it all out there. Obviously throughout like the prison stuff, she was being a little bit more sensitive, like camps and like never calling it jail. But I think that was also to save face a little bit for like your family. Like you do have like young girls who are, you know, Yes. Teens and teens, like, you know, maybe going on TV and being like, my husband's in jail, my husband's in jail. Like, that's probably hurting them a lot. Whereas, like, she's like, I don't give a fuck what the viewers think, but like, I'm gonna watch what I say a little bit to respect my girls. And I don't know, I've always liked how Teresa's open, but under her own um, rules. But I do find that fascinating that one scene in the preview between Teresa and um, uh, her daughter, uh, Melania. Yeah. Uh, I think Melania, right? Was that Melania? No, not Melania. Oh, um, Gia. The oldest daughter. Gia, yeah, of course. That one scene of where she's obviously bitching about Joe, and yeah. Gia's like, 
that's your husband. That's my dad. I don't want to hear it. And I think we've all like, haven't we all been in that situation at some mm-hmm. point where our mom or dad are talking shit on each other? And you're just like, why are you telling me? I'm your kid. Yeah. Like keep me out of this. Like your issues, yeah. not my issues. But and then they do that whole thing with all the kids. Like, then it's so funny. Like they have the nastiest, they're saying the nastiest things. They're accusing each other of the nastiest things. And then there's like 20 seconds of the preview where you see all the cute kids playing. Which yeah. is just like a, it's like a weird change of pace. Yeah. This season, definitely going to be probably very Teresa heavy. We also get Melissa talking about how she maybe wants to have another baby, which again, we were just talking. Well, she hasn't had a baby on the show now that we were just thinking. Okay. So she gets, she gets, she gets, <laughs> she gets a pass, if I guess. Dolores isn't around in this at all. There's only one scene where Joe Gorga. Yeah. Like, who wants to bet that Dolores and Frank are still f- For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. (laughs) This will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that fucking <laughs> and then like <laughs> and you just see your face like go white like definitely not an appropriate conversation but something everyone has been wondering so <laughs> understand is she has she been demoted she's not a friend of this season is she no i think she's still full-time but i, I i'm really hoping we get a little something from her. If this trailer says anything, it's that, that that's not going to happen. We see Margaret getting her hair pulled by Danielle in one scene. <laughs> like, again, yeah. shocking. And you see, and you see Margaret uh, and her guy t- talking to Danielle's, uh, yeah. I guess, current husband about like, we're not going to let you get back with her, which, you know, I mean, Danielle's like just on a constant one. So like nobody should... <laughs> No, but like that's like a face tattoo. If you get married to Danielle, you're, like that's your that's your issue. Like, dude, like then you've obviously decided not to be happy. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you literally like not, if you haven't been able to heed any of the advice of your children telling you to do not get married to her, or we will not want to be in your life, and he's like, you know what? No. <laughs> like I'm gonna be oh, with Danielle. Yeah. He's they're like ah. No, I want to be with her. It's like, okay, well, this is your sinking ship. <laughs> you know, I, I would like have loved for cam- it would have been great for cameras to be on him the moment he realized that, like, <laughs> what did I do? 
Like, what did I do? Like, because there, there must have been one moment where he was like, because like I'm sure a couple fights you're always like, oh, it's a fight, things happen. But then there must have been one fight where it was just too much, where he realized, oh my god, everybody was right. I mean, I think he probably was thinking that when he was like at the bottom of the pool, like. <laughs> like <laughs> He's like when he's, when he's oh collecting my. his wallet from the bottom of the yeah, pool. Yeah, and his phone. I remember them being. Danielle was like, his phone was in his pocket. Like, <laughs> that's a great. That's a great invitation. Thank you, thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for this upcoming season, and please, that week in November cannot come sooner because OC is good right now. I'm still enjoying OC. OC's and, all right, but it's just like I just I I'm so angry at uh, Tamrat and um, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and Shannon, I just—I mean, I don't like Kelly either. But it's just like I—I I just I don't like—I don't think I like anybody on that that show. And like it's 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 frustrating. And like Gina was on one this past week, and I didn't love that. But like, um, but with trailers, I have a thought for Bravo. I wish they would inst- like these trailers. I think what they should do is pay to put them before movies in the theater <laughs> like wouldn't you like i i like they show like 30 minutes of like previews now at the movies like why don't they show a like a trailer for atlanta and i think you would get like a whole new audience because people would be like what the fuck's happening on tv <laughs> i mean i would agree with that i think that would definitely get people at least a little bit interested and if you could do like a two minute spot where you do like the yes. first minute of old school iconic scenes because sometimes like, like prostitution when, whore yeah. and like yeah totally. or like who go and check me boo like i feel like there are certain moments that i've shown people were scoffing at me for loving the housewives and i'm like you just wait and then i get onto youtube and i start showing them like you know go to sleep you're crazy like you know like there's so many different scenes that you could really focus in on and then you make them watch it and then they're hooked immediately and i'm like well do you think i like bad tv this is the best kind yeah. of show in the world. Like, this past season of Real Housewives of New York, I swear to God, will be studied at some point <laughs> in the next 30 years in theater classes at NYU. Like, you do not have overlapping dialogue like that ever. I mean, it's just, I, it was so good that I was like, they need to do, like, separate audio tracks where you can choose your own adventure. Like, I just want to listen to Ramona's track, and you just, like, her, like, everything, because they all talked over each other this season. So if you could get, like, you could pick which housewife you wanted, like, to hear their track for the entire episode, I think it would be amazing. Yeah, I would, I'd pay for that. <laughs> just too blessed, too blessed. <laughs> Truly. Well, moving on to another show that is absolutely best. Vanderpump Rules is going to be coming back probably pretty soon. It's usually what, like end of November, early December? I feel like it's a holiday thing. Wait, am I mistaken or was the trailer released this week last year? (laughs) This time last year? (laughs) I don't know. For Vanderpump Real? I I mean, I I really do think it was actually now because I remember. The trailer got released, and then I went. Sorry, I'm like. Then I went to visit my parents. I remember, but yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was a year ago this week that the trailer was released. So it's got to be coming up because they usually launch in December, right? Yeah, I feel like it's late, late Thanksgiving, early December is when it's out. I'm trying to see if there's like any information. Oh my god, doesn't look like anything's out yet. But that, yeah, that's going to be dropping any day now. If we're, we just got these two trailers, so I feel like they. Get I think it's going to be a tra- really hard season for them to edit though, because of all the new characters and stuff. But like, there's just so much happening that I think they have a really tough job in front of them. 
Yeah, I'm glad that everything with Jax's wedding happens so early in the summer. So it's not going to be a whole season of leading oh, up to the wedding. Like, oh, I feel I like we're going to get, like, a truncated it. few episodes where it's, like, okay. Jackson and Brittany's wedding, and then it's the wedding, and then it's back to, like, the oh, regular I class. Would, I would love if, if, like, the biggest troll ever is if they spent just 10 minutes on Jackson and Brittany's wedding <laughs> and then just moved on. Like, wouldn't that be the best? It would just hurt Jack so much if they just did a quick, Jack's got married, and they just showed him walking down the aisle. But moving on, you know, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like Tom and Katie get like a full like three season arc about yes. their wedding, and Tom, Jackson, and Brittany are like, "What? I thought we were like the biggest draws." But no, yeah, I would get, I would pay good money to watch Jax get fired too. Like if he got fired by production, that I think would really keep everybody in line and like just Jax needs to be taken down ten pegs. Well, I think it would kind of be like nobody's safe. Which yes. I think they might need that a little bit to keep them. Yes. <laughs> makes, but that's what you make. Well, that's why I love that they supposedly have six new characters coming in. And I met a couple of these guys. And I think it's great because I think that does the same thing where it keeps like Jax has done interviews where he's like, you could just tell he's not happy. And if they have six characters, everybody, anybody is replaceable in life, period. Like, even if you, like, like remember when Lala came in and we didn't like it at first and then Lala gave a great season, you know? Like, uh, things, people can be replaced. Nobody is irreplaceable. That is so true. And I think we see it on a lot of these different housewife shows. And we'll see it on Beverly Hills this year where it was, like, Lisa Vanderpump is, like, leaving. Like, what's going to happen? And I'm, like, they're just going to replace her. Yeah. And you will, way, you keep will not miss a beat. You will yeah. not miss a beat at all. We will sit there and go like, oh, wasn't it great when Lisa was on a couple seasons ago? But we're not going to stop watching, and it will eventually pick back up. Yes, like all good shows. Even, you know, Jersey. Like, yeah, it did have those couple seasons where it was like they were trying to find their footing with those twins, you know, which that was oh, kind of yeah. bust. But then, you know, slowly but surely, they kind of get some new blood in, and then people start actually forming organic relationships. And then I think, yeah, when you do a cash shakeup, it'll take like a season or two for everybody to like really get their get their bearings and get like the places that they want to, um, or like get oh, the we should, they want to be on. We should write a, what, uh, life lessons we've learned from reality shows. And that's like a good one is that like people will come and go in your life, but remember things will eventually get back to normal. Like there could be a housewives lives, <laughs> lessons learned lessons book. Yeah. Like a small little coffee table one that you can like get at urban outfitters or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh God, that was a tangent. <laughs> Sorry guys. But, so if you've been on Instagram lately, like I have, you have been seeing Sheena Marie Shay's. Does she go by <laughs> Shay anymore? Is Shay at the end of it? Because throughout this whole page six article or whatever I was looking at, they kept saying like, you know how they use like someone's last name? Like Shay yeah. said, so-and-so. They kept saying Marie said. I'm like, I've heard, I've heard it now is Sheena Marie. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. so Sheena Marie has teamed up with Four Athletics to create her own athleisure collection. So Sheena Marie, I guess, is the second person. Oh, actually, no, the third person to get into the clothing game out of the VPR world. Obviously, we have James May t-shirts, which <laughs> I would buy, but they're so expensive. 
They are actually quite expensive, but they do seem like they'd be on soft cotton. I do kind of have like the benefit of the doubt when it comes to like Kristen and like a vintage band tee. Like I feel like she would really appreciate like a soft t-shirt, but. Oh, I do. I mean, of course, but like, it is hard. Like, like times are tough. Like I can buy like six shirts at Target for the price of one James May shirt. Yeah. And the James May shirt has like a quote that either like she made that like kind of doesn't really make sense or is like a arbitrary phrase like, uh, you know, don't forget to wear your flower crown or like, yeah, like something like so random where like people reading it are like, um, okay. Like, it's like it's like bite-sized <laughs> philosophy and like like it's like like the like version of like hang loose but like the hippier <laughs> version of that. I don't know. It's just like it's it's always like oh, okay, I get it. You're a you're a chill gal. So Sheena is making this, you know, at leisure line, which is basically like, you know, leggings, workout bras. And then my favorite is the cropped hoodie that has it's all happening where her it's all happening tattoo is on her arm. So I think that's pretty special. Uh, And I think that's special. But all I want is like I want her just like to release a basic T-shirt with the it's all happening. Like, give me that on James May. Like, I just want like. I think I've told you this before. Like I've come so close to getting the it's all happening tattoo like many times now. And I just, I go back and like, it's like the face tattoo. Like if, if I do that, have I gone too far? But like, I just want a t-shirt with it's all happening on it. Like just do that. Like let's start there. And we don't need like fabletics and like nobody's looking to Sheena Marie for athletic wear, even though I love her hustle. Yeah, I do love the hustle and I would agree with you. Like she's not someone I associate with like workout gear and like definitely not needed. This is also like a strange collection. I don't know how this thing works, but supposedly these are like crowdfunded. So you have (laughs) to like pay money towards a fund and then they make it. But I don't think, but if they don't make the full percentage, they don't make any of them. I don't know how this whole thing. Which I think, I think think you explained that right. And I, I'm kind of, that's the the thing that made me happiest about this story was that she is doing that because when I first heard about it, I thought she, like, I thought like these guys are like some, I, I get really scared that they're just pissing their money away and they're like getting involved with like 10 different companies hoping one will hit like mm-hmm. Jax does with the Just Add X, like oh, yeah. uh, liquor enhancement. Like <laughs> I get really scared. They're putting their name on everything. So at least I was excited that it doesn't need to get made if it's not um, purchased enough. Because I just, as much as I make fun of Sheena, I don't want Sheena to be broke. And I don't want her to, like, piss away what savings she has. And I feel like Tom Schwartz and Katie would put their money towards, like, a really arbitrary business. Like, we're, like, Kelly Dodd, for example, on OC. She's like, yeah, I just put <laughs> $250,000 to this sparkling water with extra calcium added. Like, as someone who she's like talking about all these millions of dollars she has, it's like, wouldn't you seek some sort of like financial advisor saying like maybe the water market isn't yeah, like, I feel like all your money almost as far as we can go with water. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I don't know how much more you can add to water at this point. Like, but I mean, but, but who knows? Things surprise me all the time. I mean, and then, you know what, she's like trying to get it into Costco and Walmart and, you know, probably in two years, she's going to be like, it's in Walmart. And then we're going to be like, oh, great. I still have a podcast. Special (laughs) shout out, though, to uh, to out the Manzos, because like black BLK water is still one of the most horrifying like (laughs) offshoots of a product. Like who would ever want to drink black water? Like, that is so like 
who would hear that and go, that's dope? Like, I don't <laughs> even know what would possess you. I would be embarrassed to tell people about it. Like, there's no way. I just, it's insane. I think it was like shock value that people were like, wow, check out this crazy water. But that pretty much goes away, like, after the first time you buy it. Like, you buy it one time just to see what it tastes like. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to buy a pool in spring or Fiji or smart water because this is Because water. it's clear. Can you <laughs> yeah, imagine putting so it? How do they make it black? And then you're putting that in your body. And, like, you have to imagine, like, that's not, like, I would be nervous that I would <laughs> explode the whole time. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. We definitely don't need that. But another thing we definitely don't need is Lala Randall. Oh God. I just called her Lala Randall. Uh-oh, she's <laughs> Uh-oh. Lala, Ken and Randall Emmett are trolling the internet yet again. The two of them were spotted at the premiere of the Irishman, which is like the new Martin Scorsese <laughs> film that Randall is it's supposed helping. to be amazing. You know, of course. So Randall's a producer on this and Lala showed up at the premiere with a bouffant like I've never seen before <laughs> and a very old school, old Hollywood glamour looking dress. And the internet was ablaze this weekend. Like I've never seen people react so strongly to a woman's, a woman's look, but well, she looked like, it was like a, it was like an updated bride of Frankenstein with Carmela <laughs> Soprano. And like, she made herself, like, you know, my joke was that I was like, come on, like, you know, I've never seen a 55 year old look this amazing. Like she made <laughs> herself look so classy old that, I mean, it's weird when Randall starts to become the good looking one in the relationship. I don't, I just, I mean, do you think that was her purpose to get people talking? Cause I thought she just looked so weird. I don't really know what her goal was. I definitely think she was going for like, old Hollywood glam because this is a Martin Scorsese film. So this is like big major premiere. So like I could see that she was trying to like class it up, but I don't know. It was a parody of that type of look. Yeah. It just was not flattering on her. And she like is beautiful most of the time. And I just thought this was really missing the mark. And I I don't know. I, people were really harsh to her on the internet, which is you know not surprising. That's but that's I, the internet though. That's yeah. that's that's tr- like I mean, go on t- Twitter should just be called harsh. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's <laughs> harsh. Like come at your own risk. Yeah, they were comparing her to like the Erica Girardi hairdo, which like is so spot on. And I feel Fucking like compared to Tom Girardi, she looks <laughs> old as shit. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was definitely not her finest hour, but the two of them are absolutely going to the Oscars. So like sometimes you got to give it up to Lala where I'm like, what are you doing with this man? But then she's like in at the like the Cannes Fest film festival, like in the south of France, like going to these fancy ass premieres. I'm like, OK, I'm like helicoptering around Manhattan. I'm like, but not remember, bad. 90, 90 percent of that, everybody listening is perception like. Randall, what they did is they put in uh, a little piece of financing and their names are on it, but Randall was not allowed to make any decisions on the movie. And if you notice, he wasn't on stage at any point uh, during opening night. Uh, You know, other producers were, he was not. So uh, remember, this is all perception. This will be the biggest, um, highest rated film that he's ever been a part of, but also he had nothing to do with besides financing. 
Yeah, I can't really see him being like emailing like Marty Scorsese at like, you know, 2 a.m. being like, I got a great idea for the opening sequence. That's what I'm saying. Perception <laughs> is, but like, but he's, but all these people are brilliant at like the perception of it is like, oh my God, they're like right in the mix. And in a way, they are what we see. But remember, he's probably had many moments where he's feel he's felt left out of this whole thing, you know, like when he's yeah. around those people. Yeah, I mean, because I think, like, when you're around, like, real professionals and you realize you're like, oh, I'm literally just a wallet that's being opened and... Again and again and yeah. again. And that's how, like, I mean, he's another one. Like, we talked about, like, Peter from Atlanta. I will be very curious in seven to ten years what his financial situation is and if the government ever gets involved. I mean, I think they're slowly but surely getting involved. <laughs> like, him owing $280,000 might be like a red flag to like maybe yeah. past yeah. discrepancies. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to totally different news. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane or Erica Girardi. I never know how to introduce her because I guess she goes both ways, but whatever she is said to <laughs> i mean that could be true too so erica jane is going to be taking the stage as roxy hart in chicago the musical starting january 2020 so if you guys listen to this show you know luann uh, yeah. was supposed to be <laughs> so she jumped the gun a couple months ago saying she would be a part of the production as well but a spokesperson for the show immediately said that is not true. <laughs> oh, wait. oh my God. I didn't know. Like Luann is not actually going to be in cabaret. Oh no. Well, it's Chicago. Oh, Chicago. But, sorry. Sorry. But yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she said she was going to. And then, yeah, the spokesperson for the show was like, yeah, no, this has not been confirmed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those poor New York housewives must have given her, like, they, oh, they are so cruel. They must have loved when they found that out. Oh, that's so insane. And then Erica Jane came in and actually got it? Whoa. Also, Erica Jane got Roxy, which is the star. Like, Lou was going to be Mama Morton, which is, like, a different vibe. You know, like, Erica Jane is, like, the star. So, good for her. I mean, that's a pretty good, big thing. Good, good for her, but, like, I mean... No shade to Erica Jane. Love what you've done, but like it, like she doesn't. I've seen her. Like she doesn't sing live, so I don't know. Like last yeah. I've been to Broadway, I it was live, and um, unless like Broadway's changed a lot, like they don't do pre-recorded tracks. So I mean, but could you imagine like being some like a theater, like an actual theater goer that has no idea about the Housewives? And going in and having to see like Eric, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm so, I will definitely, I will come out probably to see that because it'll be cheap tickets. But I mean, I just want to know how that goes. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get tickets. One of my friends really loves going to see plays. So it's going to be huge when he's in town and we definitely need to go see this. But I guess it's interesting because like, I don't think like I'm going to be so smitten by her stage presence yet I'm still going to go, which is pretty sad considering like there are so many amazing actors and actresses out there that I'm like not seeing Broadway for. And then I'm like, Ooh, Erica Jane's in Chicago. Finally, I've been living in New York for eight years. But and I've love, never but seen see, it. Lo <laughs> like, loving, loving to hate things is part of this pop culture empire that the housewives, you know, it's like loving to hate things is just as much a form of, uh, of being a fan of something now than just something being good, good. Like loving to hate things, I live for that. And I feel like this is like 
I love to, uh, I will love to hate on that um, Chicago with Erica Jane, you know? Yeah, that's true. You're making me feel better. I'm like, okay, no, great. I, mean, I will I pay money to like see that. Wait, are you going to BravoCon? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was gonna go, but then it's my brother's engagement, like weekend in California with his fiance's family. So I'm so grateful I didn't buy tickets because I'd be like out of $1,500. But sadly, I will not be there. I'll be the only like person I know not there. It's wow. depressing. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. like crying. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I swear. I think your brother would have understood, but okay. I know. I was going to say like, you know, this is for my career. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> well, this actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Brian, where can people follow you and see all your great Instagram stories? Oh, great. Thank you so much. Uh, so I actually have a couple of announcements, if it's all right to... to yes, but, please break some okay, so, show. Uh, yeah, so I was... Uh, I did a podcast, Realizing Stuff with Kara and Ryan, which is about Kardashians. It was really fun, awesome. Unfortunately, that is over. But uh, I think as of next week, I think it's going to be coming out. My new podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. It's uh, about all the pop culture we love to hate, which I was just talking about. <laughs> so it is, you know, all the housewives, 90 Day Fiance, The Week in Jack's Tweets, Douchebag of the Week. There's a lot of great segments. Um, <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of great guests that I have coming up. Hopefully you will come on uh, in my first couple months. Yes. But I think it's going to be a blast. So if you guys could be nice enough to... Um, subscribe to it. it it should be up next uh, about in a week and a half i think the first episode will be so if you remember to that would be amazing and you can follow any information about me and that show at ryan bailey 25 on instagram and twitter i'm pretty goofy so just you know <laughs> strap in but uh i would appreciate any uh attention you can throw my way for that Yes, everybody, go listen, subscribe, all of the above. And I'm really excited to hear who's going to be the first douchebag of the week. Like, that seems like an <laughs> amazing segment. I wish I, I wish I had thought of that. Damn it. <laughs> it's, it's me, you guys. Uh, <laughs> Every week, it's you. Yes, every week. Like, okay. Here's what I did this week. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank yeah. you. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news.